0: have you seen
1: anything like that on Sports Radio 960 WSBT? Darren's off all week; he's got some vacation. So you get me. I'm Jimirizari. How are you? Find all my stuff, JimOnSports.com. It's pretty simple. It's really just a link tree page with a uh, with a forwarding address attached to it. Because I figured, you know what, I I can't build a website to save my life. Why not use someone else's template? <laughs> That's just the mode that I've that I've been in of late. Uh, hey, this works. Use that instead. Okay, there we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, College World Series obviously going to talk about that a little bit. Last night didn't exactly go to plan. Now did it. Uh, Hockey still going on. Stanley Cup final. Uh, baseball, of course, in full swing. We'll get all, we'll get all to that first. Got to take care of the business. Budweiser's weekday sports beat brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers. Locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Spuds for you. Pet refuges, ABC Clinic, South Burnett Drive in South Bend, helping fight pet overpopulation. By the way, pet refuge urging you to adopt, don't shop. It's where new beginnings have happy endings. Uh, Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at FeedIndiana.org. Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance. Mention Sportsbeat and get a free gift with your free quote. Ooh, I'm in. I'm intrigued. Call Tim, 574-232-9981. And also by the St. Joseph County 4-H Fair. Summer starts here July 1st through the 9th. Get details at 4hfair.com. God, I hope it's not as hot as it is outside. Or as it's going to be tomorrow <laughs> for the fair. Ugh. That, oh, that, that'll... uh Ugh. like i uh, it, like it's just awful i didn't ex- you always expect it to be awful at some point around here uh you know weather wise just because it's the midwest we're used to it get a lot of humidity a lot of heat there, there could be some just pretty awful days it, it's the summer we're used to that part i was not expecting the awfulness to come uh last week <laughs> quite uh, no typically typically i i'm used to this in like august like i said august august is typically you know that that late july early august swing that's that's when we're supposed to just step outside and immediately get the swass and just yeah just need to take like multiple showers a day and Maybe even just step in front of a garden hose from time to time. Just shove said garden hose down your pants, even if if that works for you. I don't know. I don't know how you decide to cool off. I don't know, you know, if if all you need is if if you're a human anyway. That that's how I do things. But if you're a human, you know, just drinking more water, things like that, hanging out in the air conditioning. Ugh! Just ugh! My wife still hasn't figured out, <laughs> still hasn't figured out how uh, how the air conditioning in her car works. I'm gonna th- this is this is a little PSA for you, okay? A little PSA for everybody, okay, and this seems to be a common problem. Just because I looked this up last night, and I was gonna send her like this really snarky thing, you know, saying, "Hey, this is how this works." Um, apparently. This is more of a problem than I thought it was. So, you know the little button that, you know, the recirculate the recirculate button? You know, it's the one that, that's got the little outline of the car with the arrow that's kind of like in a loop. Use that. Use that right now. Don't go with the fresh air. You know why? Because the fresh air is hotter than hell, and, and it's just going to break your air conditioning at some point. That's, that's the secret. Roll down your windows for like a minute, you know, have, have the fresh air going just to kind of clear out the dust or whatever, just kind of get the air moving, and then like a minute in to your drive, hit the recirculate, put up the windows, and you're cool. That's all it is. I didn't know <laughs> that there were two pages worth of replies for this sort of stuff on Reddit. But there it is. I I I, I just kind of figured that was like passed down to you through through the generations, you know? What Or, like, told to you by, say, maybe, you know, the first garage that you maybe got, like, your first, uh, you know, had your car worked on for the first time. Or, (laughs) hell, Jiffy Lube. I don't know. I just kind of figured that that was common knowledge. Apparently not. So, I just took care of a little PSA for you. That's... That's how air conditioning is supposed to work. That's just, just do that and your air conditioning won't conk out as it has with, with, well, occasionally my, my own air conditioning. But that was more just because like the car I was driving at the time was just old and on its fourth owner. So anyway, little, little PSA from me to you. Okay. College World Series. It was not Notre Dame's game last night. It 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 just did not go the Irish's way. Uh, Six two was the uh, was the final score against Oklahoma. Irish play uh, play next Uh, tomorrow tomorrow afternoon, two p.m. against number five Texas A and M. Texas A&M, by the way, on a huge rebound. Like, last year they won nine games, I think. Nine games total. And here they are in the College World Series. That's incredible. Just as incredible has been Notre Dame's run over the last, like, three years with Luke Jarrett. Don't get me wrong. That's, that winning percentage, I believe, is, like, second in the country. So, it's like a over seven hundred winning percentage. It's like seventy five percent winning percentage, even I think. Notre Dame's re you know, it's flown under the radar a little bit. Last year, maybe not so much, but this year, you had Nico Cavadas graduate, and everybody was thinking, "Well, that's it. There's there goes their big power threat." And instead, they just decided to play small ball all year. Unfortunately, Oklahoma plays the same style of ball. And it was it was, it just wasn't Notre Dame's game. Cade Horton for Oklahoma. That that dude's going to be that dude's going to be in the majors. He may get fast tracked even to the majors. He he may be one of those guys starts out like double A, maybe even triple A. Spends a month there basically to keep the keep the rights to him for whatever team picks him up. And just, you know, service time. That's pretty much the I think that's the only reason he's going to be in the minor leagues. is, is just to fulfill service time. He was great last night. He 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 really was great. David Lamana had had a two-run homer which uh, Really inside, but he, he he got on top of it and it, it just sailed and almost hit a guy <laughs> in Oklahoma's bullpen coming out of the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know if he caught that part at the at the end, but like balls landing, and, and I think they even showed a replay of this. Balls landing, balls coming in, coming down, coming in hot into the into the Oklahoma bull, into the uh, Oklahoma bullpen. Coming in hot, dude just walking out, doesn't have any clue of what's happening on the other side of the door. Opens the door, and he looked like he kind of had a heart attack for a second. (laughs) there. Almost got nailed by a home run ball. That was the only offense that Notre Dame could muster last night. Uh, Defensively, they were on point. With the exception of that one throw. One throw kind of kind of opened up the game a little bit. Yeah, we won't talk about that. We all know that that that's pretty much what happened. Won't talk about that throw too much. If you uh, happen to go out to the to the College World Series, and if you're listening from there, uh, hi. Sorry I'm not darren uh, but if you followed Notre Dame out to the uh, out to the College world Series and you know maybe spent a weekend there maybe spent Father's Day weekend there sounds like a pretty solid way to spend Father's Day uh, may have been hit with a little bit of sticker shock from from parking meters those lucky enough to find a meter. Thought that, you know, you were kind of getting a deal because you're not having to pay, you know, an arm and a leg for parking. Uh, yeah, no, not at all. (laughs) Turns out that some of the parking lots may have actually been cheaper than what the city was charging through their parking meters. The city of Omaha. They jacked up the meter price to $30 with a 12-hour maximum. 30 bucks That that is them trying to kind of muscle out anybody who who runs like a parking garage or any sort of or any sort of parking lot around the stadium 30 bucks for a meter the city says the price hike was designed to save people money by not forcing them to risk expired meter fines after two or three hours. For some, this move towards uh, towards fan convenience feels more like price gouging. And good God, have we had enough of that. So, yeah, if, if, uh, let's see. Got the game tomorrow against Texas A&M. Um, that would set up a rematch. With Oklahoma on Wednesday. Might have to play Thursday again. I don't know. But. Uh, in fact. Pro- they probably would have to play Thursday. Pro- yeah. They would definitely have to play Thursday. If Notre Dame. Wins tomorrow against Texas A&M. They beat Oklahoma on Wednesday. They would have to play on on Thursday. Hopefully, a night game. Just because supposed to be hot again. Ninety-eight tomorrow for a high. Jesus. But that is uh that's that's the roadmap for Notre Dame. Still, still, still in it. Double elimination. They're not like Texas going home early. Texas beat by Texas A and M yesterday. That was a fun game to watch. Not gonna. That was a. That was a pretty. It, it's always fun when rivals are are just going up against each other. You know. Always love that. And we got another, in the college world series. But uh, that's that's the roadmap for Notre Dame. Texas A and M tomorrow. Oklahoma, the following game on Wednesday. It would need to play Thursday. That would figure that would decide the bracket one winner, which is what Notre Dame is in, and then it's best two of three, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So I mean it's right there. It's right there. Regardless of when they come home, how do you keep Link Jarrett? How's 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 Notre Dame going to keep him? He's he's the hot name, and like of all the teams that are in this, you know, in, in, into this round, anyway. No, I, you know, you had Stanford. <laughs> Okay, so Stanford, you know, still alive, I think. I don't know how they did today, but. But like everybody else is from the Southwest or the Southeast, which are the college baseball hotbeds. Notre Dame, sure, they made it to the College World Series 20 years ago. Hadn't made it back since. Um they bring Link Link Jarrett in and uh all of a sudden here they are back again <laughs> twenty years later. He's getting attention. How do you keep that guy? How does Notre Dame keep that guy? I mean, does Notre Dame still want to keep you know? I don't know, sinking a bunch of money into the baseball program. Who knows? Like the whole reason they, they didn't get a regional this year was, you know, like they were talking about the facilities last year even when Notre Dame was hosting the regional. Probably came up again this year. Just a little bit. But at the same time, I, I, I don't see... Anybody over there talking about upgrading the facilities or anything? So, you know, what, what do you do? What What do you think they're gonna do? I don't know. I I, I really don't know. I I I, I just because it, it's always fun when when a Notre when a Notre Dame team is good. And hell, I mean, they, the baseball team had people rooting for them against Tennessee. Nobody ever roots for a Notre Dame team. They're, people were rooting for, for Notre Dame against Tennessee just because Tennessee was trash. <laughs> just acted like total trash. But nobody ever roots for a, for a Notre Dame team. Not that I can remember. What do you do after the season? How do you keep Link Jarrett from a lot of people linking him already to Florida State? How do you keep Link Jarrett in South Bend? It's going to be the interesting question, and honestly, i i don't have I don't have the answers. Quite honestly, I, I really don't. I'm speechless as far as this goes. I don't know how much money they got to pay pay him to stay I don't know what kind of well I think an overall improvement in the facilities but you know like what specifically you know what sort of timeline you know how because seriously he's you've, you've got good players yes but a good manager is worth his weight. Hell, Texas A&M is seeing that right now. They went out, got TCU's coach, brought him over. All of a sudden, they're in the the College World Series again. After winning nine games last year. They hit the transfer portal pretty hard, don't get me wrong, but nine-win team last year, Texas A&M was. Gotta keep, I, I. You gotta keep him, <laughs> like you gotta keep Link Jarrett, man. If you want to keep this this level sustained, if you want to sustain this, give it up for the guy who's who's proven it. You know. That's my thought, anyway. That's my that's my very armchair. I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't watch a ton of college baseball through the year. I just I just don't, you know. I'm kind of like with everybody else, it's not a huge, you know, it's not necessarily right there on my radar. Like I know it's happening, but it I got other things, you know. But this this team is fun to watch. I'll I'll say that. Get your rally bananas going, okay? Get your rally bananas. Uh, forthcoming Stanley Cup final. That's uh the big major news as far as the uh, the four major sports go on, going on. Uh, some collectible news. And also the NCAA making some recommendations. I'm sure. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're great. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Jimmy Rosarian for Darren this afternoon. This is weekday sports beat Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Talk some gambling coming up. A lot of baseball picks. Got some, uh, even got some gambling talk now a little bit. Game three, Stanley Cup final tonight. (laughs) I don't think Tampa Bay showed up for game two. That's uh, yeah. That was my main takeaway from that game as I was watching it Saturday night. I I, I don't I don't think Tampa Bay showed up. Another takeaway was also, um, God, I'm glad that's not my team. They're breaking, <laughs> they're beating the brakes off of. <laughs> Holy cow! I've been saying for a little bit now. I figured regardless of who came out of the East, Colorado was just going to take their lunch. And so far they are. Game one? All right, game one was was competitive, went to overtime. They got the, uh, the Colorado got the Burakovsky goal. All right. So you know Tampa's, There to play, you know, some adjustments. You think that all they got to do is make some simple adjustments here and there, and they can easily be competitive in game two. (sighs) So, I think they'll play a little bit better tonight just because they're in front of their home crowd. And also, I don't think they want to get run that badly. just a hunch uh let's see puck line of uh of a a goal and a half (laughs) colorado on the plus side of that um hmm Tampa Bay minus uh, a goal and a half. Minus 260 and plus 220, respectively. Uh, the over-under is six. That's what it was for game two. Colorado kind of helped us catch that one in, didn't they? Yes, they sure did. Like I said, Tampa Bay's got a short... like. Mark Messier, even, on, on, the, on the broadcast, was talking about how that was the most dominant team performance that he's ever seen. Mark Messier has seen a lot of hockey, has played a lot of hockey. Uh, I trust his opinion on that. <laughs> Not that I necessarily needed it, because I was watching and I went, wow, they are just, they're, they're dominating them. They are imposing their will, however they want. You know, people were wondering when uh, when Kale McCarr was gonna was gonna show up. Oh, he showed up. Oh, look at that. He had a couple of goals. Who else had a couple of goals? Ugh. Can't can't remember off the top of my head. Quite honestly, I'm terrible with names. In case you haven't figured that out but yeah I mean just offensively defensively on the power play in goal I mean Darcy Kemper had to have been getting bored during during Saturday night's game like <laughs> he could have he could have just brought a recliner out to the net and nobody would have said a thing. Nobody would have noticed. All the action was happening in the Tampa Bay zone. Tampa Bay was blocking shots. They were not letting shots happen to be getting like, you know, getting their sticks in, just knocking the puck away. And they were just all, it was just, it was probably the most perfect team game of hockey that you could ever ask for in the Stanley Cup final. Lightning defenseman Victor Hedman says there's no shortage of confidence on his team. I think he's just saying that. That all despite the 7 nothing beatdown that they took in Colorado on Saturday night. Hedman says at the end of the day we lost the game not the series. Good point. Fair point. They're confident that uh, that they're going to show up, make things interesting in their in front of their home crowd. And the Tampa home crowd, I mean they they know they know what's going on. They've been here before. <laughs> Two-time defending cup champ going for number 3. But it, was, it its its that quote from from before the series started, from uh, from Colorado. I think it was Nathan McKinnon who said it. It's either Nathan McKinnon or Cale McCarr actually said this. Uh, They're looking for a dynasty. We're we're looking to start a legacy. I mean, that's that's a pretty good quote right there. That's a pretty good quote. And the Lightning did it last last round, too, in the, in the conference final. Rangers got up on them 2-0. Game three happens in Tampa. The first two periods of that game, it looked like it was going to be 3 nothing Rangers. I started feeling really good about that, being a Rangers fan and all. And the third period happened, and momentum shifted, and... They got two goals in the third, and then the, the the winner in overtime. And I was like, "Ah, crap! Here it comes." <laughs> ah, crap. But Colorado's good. You know, Colorado's a lot better than the Rangers. I have to admit that Colorado's just a lot better than the Rangers, and you know, I. I it, it's a heady task ahead for Tampa Bay. I'll say that. It's a heady task ahead. Eight o'clock uh, is when uh, face-off happens. Just after eight o'clock, anyway. ABC is the uh, is the place to uh, to see that. So, and it's playoff hockey. We may only have two more games left before <laughs> before this before the season ends. Okay, watch yourself some playoff hockey. From the world of collectibles, some Michael Jordan memorabilia. May have heard about this, but you know, I mean, if you're if you're if you're one of those guys who doesn't necessarily get all excited about Michael Jordan memorabilia just because there's a ton of it, um, you may want to check this out a ticket stub from his first ever game at North Carolina has just hit the auction block, and it's believed to be the only one in existence. This is more rare than the the Honus Wagner T206 card. Apparently the only ticket stub still in existence from Michael Jordan's first ever game as a UNC Tar Heel. It's from the November 1981 UNC versus Kansas game which was Jordan's debut on Dean Smith's Tar Heels hoops team. It's tattered, it's torn. It's been given a poor a poor one rating. But since it's believed to be the only one that's survived from 1981 to now, it could get some, you know, it could get the owner a small fortune. Experts at Heritage Auction say it could go for over ten grand. I saw a picture of this. This this little beat up torn in half. Alright? It's not even the full ticket, it's a it's torn in half. Because that's how we used to do tickets back then. Torn in half little ticket stub. Could go for over ten grand. In as beat up a condition that it's in, Jordan ticket stubs apparently have been hot on the auction block recently. Earlier this year, a uh, a Chicago Bulls stub from Jordan's 1984 debut, one of 23 available, huh? <laughs> Why only 23? Duh. Uh, one of those sold for 99 thousand dollars. And that's, and that's with almost two dozen more. This is the only one from this game from November 1981. Of course, during his three seasons at North Carolina, he averaged 17 uh, 17.7 points a game, shot 54% from the field, won the Naismith and Wooden College Player of the Year awards in 1984, made the game winning shot in 1982 in the championship game against Patrick Ewing and the Georgetown Hoyas the ticket stub from the game that started all of that the auction for it ends on June 25th i mean if if one of them if if one of his if one of his rookie year debut ticket stubs from the Bulls, of which there's still apparently, you know, one of 23 available, if this, the, the only one of, the, like, this has to get, like, six digits, doesn't it? Six? Maybe even seven? I gotta, like, the world of the world of memorabilia to me it's a lot of overpriced it's a lot of overpriced junk quite honestly a lot of overpriced junk some of it less than credible sources uh, still doesn't mean that people aren't willing to pay an arm and a leg even for a knockoff like there have been knockoffs that have gone for tons of money like how do it's the only one in existence. how do we even know that that this ticket stub is act was actually printed up from that game how do we how do we know that it's not something that some guy in in his basement or in a lab somewhere because I mean you kind of need a lab almost to to replicate this some guy just recreating how a how a half torn ticket stub would look if it were X number of years? Like how do, how do we even know that this thing's real? Oh, the experts say you know it's real. Experts have been taken before. Experts have been have have been fooled. They've they've been fooled on on some of those t106 or uh, t206 cards of Honus Wagner that I mentioned earlier they've been fooled on some of those they would they've been they've been fooled plenty of times game worn jerseys sneakers. Yeah, I, could, I can totally see this. I can totally see the price tag on this thing going above. Uh, well above $10,000. $10, <laughs> well above that. Like, just from a rarity standpoint, I could see it doing more. I could see it doing six digits. Maybe not high six digits, but definitely six digits. And if it were six digits and I were the owner of said ticket stub and. I'd be like, well. My year's paid for. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> See you in Cabo, everybody. <laughs> hook, hook me up to the uh, tequila machine at Cabo Wabo and. uh Get Sammy Hagar to hold my legs while I do a do a keg stand. That's that's how I'm treating my year. If if that were if that were my ticket stub being auctioned off, just um, wow. The only one too. Like who held on to that? What old book in what attic <laughs> was this ticket stub found in? And how come it wasn't mine? More than anything, how come it wasn't mine? That's That's my main question. Gonna talk some gambling. Some uh some baseball numbers anyway. Giving you some hockey numbers. Personally, I would take I would take the over of six goals because that's been pretty good for this whole series. Seven goals in each game. The over of six seems pretty good. Get some baseball numbers uh, coming up here. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. was this weekday? Sportspeed Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Jim in for Darren this afternoon and uh, all through the week. Let's see. Some uh, some gambling. Perhaps, perhaps Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final wasn't as kind to you as it was to the Colorado Avalanche. I don't know. But it's time to make some of that money back. All right. Uh, I w- like I said before. I would take the over six on that. That's at uh, plus one hundred. Just double your money easily right there. Every game has been more than six goals. Just take that to heart, okay? Baseball tonight. Toronto is at the White Sox at eight ten. Tim Anderson expected to return tonight for the White Sox. That's good, but the White Sox are playing at home, and that's not so good. They're just 13-17 and at home. They have yet to win a home series since since the second week of the year of the season. Blue Jays also swept this series at home earlier this season. Hmm. Blue Jays' bullpen got pretty much everybody available. White Sox still without their closer in Liam Hendricks, though. Jose Barrios, he's uh, he, he's lost three of his last four, or he lost three of his four against the White Sox last season. Actually, didn't pitch terribly though. And considering Toronto's better this year, they could probably get some more runs for him. Uh, Lance Lynn's velocity way down in his first start of the season. He's hit pretty hard. Lynn throws a ton of fastballs. The Blue Jays hit a lot of fastballs. They're, they're ranked sixth in the league in weighted. Yeah, in weighted on base average against fastballs, sinkers, and cutters. Pretty much everything. Yeah, like. Ha- how do you how do you pitch against the Blue Jays? I like Toronto straight up, minus one twenty-five. Oh, let's see what else is on the schedule. Let's do let's let's go on the under on a baseball game because I I feel that with baseball it's it's a lot easier for it to go under than the Stanley Cup final will tonight. St. Louis at Milwaukee. Pitching matchup, mwah, du jour. Corbin Burns from Milwaukee. Miles McCullis for St. Louis. Burns is allowed two runs or fewer in 10 of his 13 starts, posting a 242 ERA and a 5 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio. McCullis is allowed fewer than three runs in 10 of his 13 starts and owns a 262 ERA. Under 7.5. St. Louis at Milwaukee. I feel really good about that, by the way. No, like, I... well, we'll we'll see how that goes because you know it's betting advice coming from me. Ah. Yankees are in Tampa Bay tonight in the worst, well, one of the worst stadiums in Major League Baseball. It's either that place or Oakland. Mm -hmm. Kind of flip a coin, depending on the day, quite honestly. The book on Garrett Cole before this season was that he struggles against the Rays. But he's faced the Rays twice already this season. He's allowed just one earned run in 12 innings pitched. Not bad. Rays are still without a lot of key players. They've been unable to score. And in case you haven't been paying attention to the Yankees, um, they're... They can't stop scoring. Like they're scoring outside of games. Like they're putting up runs outside of games. They show up to the stadium up 4 nothing of late. Yankees just swept the Rays at home last week. The Rays scored a total of four runs. Rays have now lost seven of their last nine. Not going to get any easier either. Shane McClanahan has been very good, but the Yankees hit lefties pretty well. And they've got a much better bullpen than the Rays. Yankees on the road, straight up. Yankees minus 130 on that. Let's see. I guess we're going to Atlanta. San Francisco at Atlanta. Jock Peterson, Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt all on the bench tonight so where does their offense come from I mean Logan Webb's good but he's not the same outside of Oracle Park he's got a 425 ERA on the road and with those three guys gone not in the lineup no 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 Max Fried of Atlanta he's allowed two earned or fewer in four of his past five the Braves have also won seven straight at home Didn't they also just lose two of three to the Cubs? So they're probably going to be playing a little ticked off. I like Atlanta there. Minus 145. Uh, Toronto minus 125. Atlanta minus 145. Under 7.5 on St. Louis at Milwaukee. And uh, the Yankees minus 130 against Tampa Bay. Those are my four picks for baseball tonight. A... uh, Sports Center update on the way. We'll uh, we'll get into the NCAA's recommendations for transfer portal windows. What are they, and do we care? It's all coming up. Budweiser's weekday sports beat, Sports Radio nine sixty WSBT. <laughs> Our number two. Of Budwatch weekday sports beat sports radio nine sixty WSBT. Jim in for Darren the rest of the uh, oh well all week really. Darren's got some vacation time that he's using and uh, I wish I had as much vacation time as he does. Quite honestly, <laughs> he had to come out. He had to go outside last week, you know, with with the heat advisor he's going on. So must have knew that tomorrow was coming and said nope take a vacation all week bye But well, what about wednesday nope <laughs> a little bit of a uh, recruiting blow to, uh, to to notre dame earlier today uh wide receiver carnell tate from chicago announcing his commitment to uh ohio state this afternoon part of the uh 2023 uh, Buckeyes class. Now, uh, let's see. Six foot, six foot two actually, 185 pounds. Uh, chose Ohio State over Tennessee, LSU, and uh, and Notre Dame. One of the big reasons is because he has a really solid relationship with uh, with Ohio State uh, receivers coach Brian Hartline. Just that simple. Uh, Tate said, I chose Ohio State because of what they do for the players at my position. They've had success with putting receivers out into the league, and I look up to them. Ohio State has been a dream school of mine, and Heartline and Day just made it easier for me to choose. Heartline has been great in helping develop receivers, and I can't wait to be part of that incredible room. I've got a great relationship with him. He calls and asks how I am and what i got going on. His main pitch was, if you want to be great, I can get you there, nonetheless. Not gonna lie, that's a pretty solid pitch. <laughs> that's uh, that, that, that's that's uh, that's pretty solid. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> you want to be great? I'll get you there. Okay. I would be. I'd be in there, hook, line, and sinker. Quite honestly, like you want to be great. Okay, here, we, let's go. Come on. Doesn't take much. Takes maybe like a Snickers bar for me. Quite honestly, so. Anyway, uh, he's got the great relationship now. What if it doesn't last, though? Well, of course, you know, he goes in the transfer portal. Why not? That seems to be the uh, the the cure for all all of uh, college sports woes. If you don't like where you are, transfer portal. NCAA has some, uh, some recommendations about the transfer portals. The, uh, the Transformation Committee on, uh, on Thursday announced recommendations that would provide athletes with windows to enter the transfer portal each year, as well as changes to the current infractions process designed to result in faster outcomes. It's intended to stabilize the transfer environment, uh, would require additional accountability for schools that receive transfer students, the NCAA. We're we're just kind of gonna. Everybody's just gonna look the other way, quite honestly, because it's the NCAA. They you know they they pick and choose. If if somebody if somebody commits something that's infraction worthy, depending on how good they are, they either throw the book at them or they just give them a slap on the slap on the wrist. We've seen it time and time again. Transfer portal as we know it now. It debuted back in October 2018. It doesn't have any specific windows for movement. The only deadline is that players must notify schools that they're entering the transfer portal by May 1st of each academic year. In early May... Todd Berry, the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association, told ESPN that his group would like to see two transfer windows for players to enter their names in the portal. One from the final Sunday in November until the early signing date in mid-December, and another one from April 15th to May 1st. Both windows would coincide with contact periods, and recruiting players wouldn't be required to transfer only to enter the portal during designated time periods. Hmm. You think anybody's going to have any sort of, uh, any sort of disagreement with that? I can't. <laughs> of course I can. The Transformation Committee working to modernize the NCAA's yank- lengthy infractions process Leaders throughout college athletics have lamented what has traditionally been a painfully slow process that often punishes programs and coaches long after the offenders have moved on. Huh. So, you got a kid, transfers out, because he's just a piece of garbage, quite honestly, it ruins everything. Um, why, not ju- why not just... I don't know. Leave it the way it is. Like it just—it just keeps everything as a level playing field. It really does. Like, sure, deadlines are great. They're wonderful for paperwork. Fantastic. But. Uh, it's a it, <laughs> transfer portal. It's a skeevy anyway. It really is. You cross that in with 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 NIL deals depending on where you go. I mean, you know, if it's if it's Miami, you know, you, it's probably definitely definitely skeevy. Like NCAA, one thing at a time. Figure out NIL first. You know, you've been wanting to do that. Probably should happen. Figure that out. Besides, only 54% of FBS players who entered the portal enrolled at the new school. Huh. So, what you're saying is somebody decides to enter the portal and then they kind of talk things out with coaches and realize, eh, I'm fine. Huh! During the two year period, uh, that the, uh, that the NCAA watched, 5% of student-athletes who entered the portal withdrew their name, while 41% remained active in the transfer portal. Data shows an increase of more than 950 FBS players entering the portal from uh, August 2019 to July 2020 to, uh, to August 2020 to July 2021. NCAA has seen the most active months coming in December and January. 38%. Of the twenty twenty one entrance coming in in those two months, I mean, yeah, you know, one time transfer. I, I, I don't have a problem with the way it's set up right now. As a, as a one time transfer, that's the point. Like, you know, kid goes to a school. Mainly because of the coach that he talked to. Depending on, it doesn't matter what sport. That coach gets blown out. Okay. You know, like they just clean house. You know, like, you know, school wins like two ga- two games or something like that. Pick a sport. School wins two games. They decide to clean house. Get rid of the coaching staff let the kid go let the, let the kid find find the environment that's that's right for him instead we're just you know like it's more often than not we know more <laughs> we, we know more about who's going in before it even happens like, and, and the same thing will happen with deadline. Like, it doesn't matter if there's deadlines, quite honestly. Like, there's that one deadline for of May 1st. Okay. I guess you do need one. I don't know. It's, it's just the NCAA. Like, figure out what, what hill you want to die on first let's figure that out first instead of trying to fix everything basically before the new NCAA president gets appointed and they rewrite the Constitution and drastically reduce the power of the NCAA that's expect that's what's expected to happen anyway but like the board of the board of directors of the the board of governors anyway it's supposed to direct, it's supposed to be like cut in half with the with the new constitution that's coming. They're just trying. They're just trying to push through everything. They're just trying to get everything. Man, it's kind it's it's kind of like a like a change in presidency, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> Pushing through whatever garbage law. Whatever garbage pardon that you can. (laughs) We gotta get this done before before time runs out. (laughs) I don't know. Like if, if, if if almost half the kids don't wind up transferring, then why more deadlines? Just saying. Just saying. kind of a hot-button topic coming up soon, in just a few minutes, It elicited quite an interesting reaction uh, on our Facebook page and online, you know, on, on Twitter and everywhere, really. Which is odd because it's the most reaction that I've seen for this story anywhere, really. Talk about it coming up, Dan Patrick, above the noise right now. It's Sports Radio nine sixty WSBT. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Sports Radio nine sixty WSBT. Area for Darren. Find all my stuff at uh, gymonsports.com. Social link, all that. It's a lot easier than just saying this is this is my this is my name for Twitter, and this is, this is my account for Instagram, and this is my account for whatever. It's all right. It's all just right there. Gymonsports.com. All one word, no spaces. Jimonsports.com. Okay, okay. I was uh, I was a little surprised. It, it kind of threw me off a little bit that uh, that this case got that this story anyway got the uh, got the reaction that it did because honestly, it's uh, a just a terrible reaction quite honestly but also uh it's just the fact that it as far as i could tell it's the lone reaction that it got talking about uh the uh, the story of britney griner uh britney griner tried to call her wife nearly a dozen times through the u.s embassy in russia on the couple's fourth anniversary Saturday, but they never connected since the phone line at the embassy was not staffed. Brittany Griner, of course, being detained in Russia, um, authorities searched her bag back in February. Said that there was, a, uh, said that there were vape cartridges containing cannabis oil. And she's been detained in Russia ever since. So yesterday, supposed to have a call. Didn't happen. Or Saturday, they were supposed to have a call. At least we're allowed to, going to be able to talk to each other for the first time in four months. That didn't happen. Um... On Monday, Brittany Griner's wife, Sherelle Griner, learned of a uh, more distressing truth from her lawyers. Uh, Brittany Griner had actually tried to call 11 times over a period of several hours, dialing a number that she had been given at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow, which the couple had been told would then patch the call through to Cheryl Griner in Phoenix. But each time... The call went unanswered because the desk at the embassy where the phone rang was apparently unstaffed on Saturday. Jeez. I was distraught, I was hurt, I was done, fed up. Sherelle Griner told the AP in an interview. I'm pretty sure I texted BG's agent and was like, I don't want to talk to anybody, I'm going to take a minute to get my emotions together and just tell everybody I'm unavailable right now because it just knocked me out. I wasn't well. I'm still not well. The experience is further exacerbated already simmering frustrations about the the government's response uh, to her wife's case. U.S. officials have repeat repeatedly said that they're working behind the scenes to get the two-time Olympian home from Russia. They consider her case a top priority. Cheryl Greiner, meantime, quote, very pissed by the snafu, unquote. The State Department said Monday was aware of the issue and was looking into it. Uh, apparently they had been in contact with Sherelle Greiner. Apologized to her for the error. She said that she has since learned that the one number Brittany Griner had been told to dial typically processes calls from prisoners on Mondays through Fridays, but not weekends. But keep in mind, this date had been scheduled with a weekend date for the last, like, two weeks. Sherrill Griner said, I find it unacceptable and have zero trust in our government right now. If I can't trust you to catch a Saturday call outside of business hours... How can I trust you to actually be negotiating on my wife's behalf to come home? Because that's a much bigger ask than to catch a Saturday call. Sherelle Griner said she was still hoping to talk or to meet with President Joe Biden, but at this point, it's starting to feel like a no. The State Department designated her as wrongfully detained. Moved her case to the uh, supervision of its Special Presidential Envoy for Hostage Affairs, effectively uh, the government's chief hostage negotiator. Brittany Griner's detention had been extended until July 3rd because it's pretty much just, you know, kangaroo court over in Russia, really. They're just going to keep adding time on for as long as they want. Until they get what they want, I guess. Sherelle Grinders has said that uh, she's had to rely exclusively on others' assessments about her wife's conditions. Uh, Lawyers and consular affairs uh, officials have been able to speak with her, but her wife has not. So why isn't anybody else talking about this thing? Anybody? Is anybody is anybody else on like paying attention to this thing? Like the fact that we just went through the NBA finals, all right? I watched the NBA finals. I watched Each game of the NBA Finals, I didn't hear one mention about Brittany Griner's situation or anything having to do with that story. Not one thing. All right, it's a WNBA star, and and she because of how the WNBA is able to pay its players. Their players have to go overseas during the offseason to play for other teams as well because that's how they make ends meet. But nobody, you know, like like the si- the silence to me has just been deafening about this. Like sir, when when I say that that the lone reaction Mostly a wrong, a totally wrong reaction too. When I say that the most reaction that I have seen about this case comes in on our Facebook page, and it's just like you know, a couple of rednecks go, "Duh, play stupid games, play stupid, win stupid prize dirt." You know, when when that's it, like, why? Like this is this is an American citizen wrongfully detained. Basically because she's an athlete from this country, she's being made an example of by the Russian government. like the, the whole the whole aspect of, of 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 solidarity, you know, across the two leagues. I mean, hell, you know, they're they're brother and sister leagues, quite honestly. You know, let's just say that as like the the best comparison as far as the the WNBA and NBA relationship. They're brother and sister leagues imagine say your family member your very close family member is stuck somewhere and i'm like we get we get pissed off if our flight gets gets rerouted you know like we get we we get pissed off about like the littlest inconveniences having to to do with travel, all right? Brittany Griner was trying to get home when Russia invaded Ukraine. She was like, I'm out. I got to get out of here. You know, out. And that's what she was trying to do. And apparently... Vape cartridges containing cannabis oil. I'm shrugging my shoulders right now. It's like what, that? Like we don't even we don't even know if it's you know we don't even know if there's if it's actual cannabis oil. Quite honestly, it could just be vape cartridges. but the the deaf the the silence from this has been deafening i haven't heard one active nba player i haven't really heard any retired nba players talking about this trying to organize some some sort of some, some sort of effort to try and get her released. You know, try, trying to work with the government to try and get her le- released. Hell, where's Dennis Rodman when you need him? <laughs> he was barely able to stop missiles from coming our way <laughs> from North Korea. <laughs> Send Rodman over. Something. Anything. it 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 feels like a re, like a it feels like a real half-assed effort to try and get her home and maybe maybe it's just the fact that there haven't been very many details released maybe they can't release that many details okay fine but the fact that we have any American being detained in Russia right now is infuriating. Or at least it should be infuriating to us. Everybody, you know, everybody's just like, eh, That happened in February. We're we're in July now. We're in June now. Almost to July. We got new stuff to worry about. I can't fill up my gas tank. Oh no. Probably didn't need to go anywhere anyway. February 17th. She's been detained since February 17th for vape cartridges. And... No one seems to care. Which is... among other things, sad. It's also tragic. We'll wrap things up. Budweiser uh, weekday sports beat, sports radio nine sixty WSBT. Budweiser's weekday sports beat brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this bud's for you by Pet Refuge's ABC Clinic, South Burnett Drive in South Bend, helping fight pet overpopulation. Pet Refuge, by the way, urging you to adopt, don't shop, where new beginnings have happy endings. Also by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana, hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Tim Grau, State Farm Insurance. Mention Sportsbeat. Get a free gift with your free quote. Call Tim at 574 232-9981 232-9981 and the St. Joseph County 4H Fair. Summer starts here July 1st through the 9th. Get details at 4hfair.com. Dan Snyder just keeps wanting to just shirk all responsibility, doesn't he? <laughs> he just wants to hang on to the the last vestiges of 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 how he runs things, doesn't he? I mean personally, I I Personally, I, th- I I think the NFL owners are are even getting to a point where they're just like, we got to get this guy out of here. I wouldn't be surprised by that one bit. <laughs> His attorney reiterated uh, today that uh, Snyder would not be testifying before Congress on uh June 22nd which would have been Wednesday despite a request from the committee the uh, the House Oversight Committee that's investigating the commander's alleged toxic workplace culture apparently he's going to be out of the country on, <laughs> on a long standing commander's related business conflict uh, something's not lining up here how much how much business overseas are the Washington Commanders doing? What kind of business are they? Really? Snyder's attorney uh was sent a a six-page letter by the, uh, the chairwoman of the committee, Carolyn Maloney, a uh, Democrat out of New York, uh, sent Snyder's attorney a, st- a six-page letter stating that Snyder could testify virtually at the June 22nd hearing, similar to what NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is expected to do that day. Chairwoman also said that the committee was under no obligation to provide documents, but would do so if Snyder agreed to testify. Snyder's side is wanting documents that basically that basically so that they could go through them and see what committee members intended to use in their questioning. <laughs> but nope. Nah. <laughs> Even doing it on a crappy zoom connection. Nah, we we're not gonna do that. A, uh, A spokesperson for the committee told ESPN in a statement, if Mr. Snyder was truly committed to cooperating with the committee's investigation, he would have accepted the committee's invitation to testify about the commander's toxic workplace culture. As the chairwoman's letter made clear, the committee has been more than accommodating, even allowing Mr. Snyder to testify remotely from France, what the hell is he doing in Fran- on commanders-related business? <laughs> you smell that? Yeah, my yeah that, that sensor's going off too for me. His refusal to testify sends an unmistakable signal that Mr. Snyder has something to hide and is afraid of coming clean to the American public and addressing major worker protection concerns facing the NFL. The the committee will not be deterred in its investigation to uncover the truth of workplace misconduct at the Washington Commanders. Of course, July last year, uh, the NFL fined the Commanders $10 million after its investigation into the franchise's workplace culture under Snyder's ownership. Congress then began its own investigation shortly after and is also investigating allegations by a former employee who said she was sexually harassed by Snyder in 2019. Washington fired multiple employees after allegations of sexual assault were uncovered by the Washington Post in the summer of 2020. Others, were also, others who were also charged with sexual harassment had already left the organization or resigned that summer. Regardless... Don't you think that all that has to... Like, the guy at the top has to take take the fall for that? Yeah, he probably does. Which is probably why... <laughs> He's in France on team related business. I'm just going through my head right now. What what what, what could this team related business possibly be? Is it is it like a Michelin endorsement? Michelin's in France. Michelin's a French brand. Eh, it's probably not that. I think Goodyear's the uh, the official tire of the of the NFL anyway. <laughs> what this is is basically Dan Snyder knows that the sharks are circling. The vultures are flying overhead, the buzzards are over his head. He doesn't have much time left. Even the other NFL owners are sick of his crap. Maloney said Snyder could testify despite other ongoing investigations, which was another reason given for Snyder's hesitation, according to his attorney's letter. The NFL opened another investigation after the former employees' allegations in February. Also, the Attorneys General in, in Virginia and Washington, D.C. are looking into allegations of, of financial improprieties. That's actually what has the NFL owners going. Hey, wait a minute. This guy. There's something about this guy. I don't like this guy. And Snyder's just doing whatever he can to to stall the inevitable. To stall the fact that he's about to get his NFL franchise ripped from his grubby little fingers. Plain and simple. Going to France... <laughs> France on team-related business. Tell us what that business is, Dan. Come on, humor, humor us all, humor us all for a little bit, huh? Come on, sure you can, sure you can figure something out. I'm laughing at this because I take great pleasure in uh, in watching this guy just, you know, watch his entire empire crumble. That's all it is, really. Back tomorrow. See you then. S O S D D. Get
0: this over with. Put us out of misery.